Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Ken is way today. Uh, we're on from one till four, and then after four o'clock, uh, the iHeartRadio app has John and Ken on demand. The podcast. Let's get right to it because uh, Steve always has lots of information. He's in Hawaii, and it's no fun there. And uh, Lahaina, where the huge fire hit, and uh, I don't know what the death toll is. This morning it was at 99, and but the, there's uh, various government officials trying to explain themselves for why this uh, fire got so out of control and, and so many people died and so many uh, homes were destroyed. Steve, how are you? Hey, doing well, John. I got a lot of sound for you today. All right, well, we got a lot of time, so let's, let's go through it. Let's go. So the latest, uh, it is still at 99. That's the official body count thus far. But as of just a little bit ago, um, they did say that they were able to positively identify four of those 99, and they have collected 13 DNA profiles from some of the bodies that they have recovered. And uh, they were able to also get 41 DNA samples from family members of those missing. So that's how they're actually having to match up 
those uh, human remains with um, the family members to find out identification. What so a that's gruesome the job. I know. And they're asking family members to come down to a community center to to file their DNA, basically, and so they have it there. So, But if someone shows up, that typically means they haven't heard from their loved one. And so that gives them some idea of what how many people might be unaccounted for. Um, but we also found out that there was like um, one, at least one home that was housing 60 people affected by the wildfire. And those 60 people finally came down into a shelter. So those are 60 people that were initially unaccounted for, presumed dead, that are not. So they're hoping there's many more out there that um, have been staying with other people, relatives, friends, strangers, and then eventually will come down and get themselves sort of checked in and, and accounted for. But um, as you mentioned right at the top, a lot has been said about, you know, the cause of the fire, the conditions, and um, pointing the fingers as, as people often do following these kinds of tragedies. But I want to go back to yesterday. There was a press conference with um, Governor Josh Green and he and some others there to give the latest information. But what I didn't count on was uh, this following exchange and response from the governor when I wanted to know about media access. Leading up to this question, there were two reporters in the press conference that had asked the governor about issues having to do with mistrust, that people didn't trust FEMA, people didn't trust local authorities. So there had already been two questions asked about mistrust. Then I asked mine. Thank you very kindly. I appreciate it. Steve Gregory, iHeartMedia, KFI Los Angeles. Um, you know, people we've been talking to, the, the word mistrust, distrust has come up quite a bit in conversations we've had with locals. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that media are not allowed into areas. And there's no independent or objective reporting allowed because we're not allowed access. We're getting a sanitized version, we're getting a one-dimensional version of events, at what point is the media going to be allowed to start reporting what's really going on? So uh, how many media went with us in on Saturday? To see a raise of hands? So I'm sure there were many with us. Six or eight. Because we had a media gaggle with us on Saturday. Uh, to suggest that we're not providing access is just simply inaccurate. Well, we're being turned away. Well, I'm glad you're being turned away in this case because otherwise you'd be tromping on our dead uh, neighbors. Now, you know, I'll answer the questions. You, you've done enough. Um, that is what's happened. We've twice been in there. We've showed a great deal of pictures. There's footage. Uh, if you want to see the dust of those who have been lost, uh, that's what you would see if you walk down there. Um, moreover, we do want to tell the stories, which is why we're here today. And we're happy to tell the stories. But a lot of the stories are very personal stories that people tell us in confidence because they don't know yet themselves what they've lost. So feeding your desire to tell a story, you in particular in this moment, is not my goal. My goal is to make sure people are protected. My people are protected from the additional trauma stories can be told over the many months your desire to tell it here on day five when people are beginning to go through the worst psychological traumas of their lives is simply ugly well wow. there you go you're the problem i'm the problem you're the problem you were tromping on dead bodies you wanted to view the dust 
of the victims, <clears throat> and you're ugly. Yeah. So I've never I've never heard a governor react like that. You're so a reporter. What do you think? What do you take from that? Uh. We usually, when, when a politician gets very defensive, because we were running a clip of Gascon, who had a similar attitude over the smash-and-grab robberies this, uh, at a press conference yesterday, it means uh, he knows a lot went wrong, and there's a certain amount of guilt. And uh, a certain amount of, you know, when somebody's defense is, it, when somebody's defensive, it means they're trying to protect themselves, they're trying to cover something. I, I'm guessing he knows that this was handled very badly by the government. And the longer you can string out the story, the less people are going to care. Right. Am I, is that anything yeah. like what you're thinking? Well, yeah. And the thing is, is that if you, if you listen to the question the way I asked the question, I didn't tell him he was screwing up. And I didn't tell him the people that I didn't trust him. I told him that's what people were telling me. So I'm trying to get answers for people that are asking me the questions. And so for him to go like that, and, you know, we've been doing this a long time. It, it was classic, um, you know, defensive mode and upset. But here's the really interesting thing. So I thought we were done with this. I thought this was over. I had a lot of colleagues reaching out to me telling me that they couldn't believe what the governor did. I went on with one of our affiliates this morning in Honolulu. He was so outraged over this. I spent a half hour on his talk show this morning talking about it. People were calling in outraged on my behalf. So it well, struck a nerve. And here's the funny thing, John. I get into the elevator yesterday after I'm done, and all the local media were like, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for saying something. I'm like, well, where were you when I needed you? And, you know, and it's, so I can tell that the local media here, they are walking a delicate line. Because they have to keep working with these government officials long after we we're out of here, but they I can tell that they are very intimidated by it. Yeah, and I have a lot of a lot of trouble with media like that, reporters like that, because that, your job is to get the truth out to your viewers and listeners. That's your job. Your job is not to worry about your relationship with the governor. If the governor doesn't want to talk about something because this is a huge embarrassment on his administration and the local administrations, well, that's just the way it is. That's yeah. the truth. And I'm only, I, I know you're like this. We're just interested in getting the truth out. And the people listening to us or watching TV news, they just want to know the truth. And there's a lot of stories that, have, that are going to be told about this situation. And they're not going to be flattering to the government. It's already unflattering. Now, did you consider that me being professional? Yeah, you were very reasonable in, in asking that. And for him to turn it into your tromping on the bodies and you want to observe the dust and, yeah. and it's an ugly request. I mean, oh, that was way over the top. So when we come back, he did a live shot with a local TV station this morning and addressed it. And I'll play that for you. Ooh, cool. All right. Coming up, John and Ken show. KFI. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. After 4 o'clock, the iHeart app, uh, John and Ken On Demand. That's the podcast. And we continue with Steve Gregory in Maui covering the horrific fire in Lahaina. And in the last segment, Steve told us how the uh, governor of uh, Hawaii, Josh Green, snapped at him because Steve wanted to know why the media wasn't getting more access to tell the story 
of what's gone on there. And the governor said that uh, uh, you want to you want you're going to be tromping on the dead bodies, looking at people who've turned to dust and that the whole request was ugly. And a lot of reporters, at least uh, afterwards, really took offense at the way Steve was treated. Uh, now, you got part two here. Yeah, so I I thought it was kind of over. I was getting text messages from colleagues that listened to the press conference. Because, I mean, that press conference went around the world yesterday. So, you know, I'm just getting some notes of support and things like that. People, you know, chuckling. But... This morning, I got a clip from an interview that the governor was doing on live television locally here, and uh, he brought up the exchange yesterday. We trust our local people. Uh, can I be honest with you? You know, some people ask me questions like in the press conference yesterday, they were like mainland folks raging, mad, yelling, why can't I get in and so on. And when I said, um, you're going to be stepping on the ashes of our loved ones, they scowled at me and swore under their breath. And, and I, those people can go shove it. And they need to know that we're here for our people and our deceased. I know that our local people don't have any inclination like that to abuse the rules or to not go in when the time is right. But we're really dealing with a complicated situation because the whole world is watching. Mm -hmm. So for the whole world that's watching, donate resources, cash donations to Hawaii Community Foundation for the recovery. So... He's a liar. Uh, shove it. Shove it? Yeah. You weren't yelling and screaming. Shove it. Nope. Oh and we God. have a video What's of wrong? me actually having that exchange with him. That's crazy. Mm. That is really one of the craziest things yeah, I've can heard. can you believe that? Coming out of a governor. All you have to do yeah. is answer the question. I mean... He's really, really, really mischaracterizing that whole event and it's sad because any reporter that was in that room yesterday with me knows to my immediate left was npr to my left after that was nbc national to my right was a local and two local people to my right so if i had done anything out of line or anything unprofessional all of them i'm sure would have would have reacted or said something but um i you know i defy the governor to get evidence no. of any of those accusations that was just a, an outright lie he's he's trying to intimidate the, the rest of the media i mean you, you talked about you sensed that the local reporters were intimidated by the governor and i can see now why because he'll say anything mm -hmm. to shut and the down. police chief oh the police chief john he's former las vegas metro pd and he he laid down the law yesterday. I mean, he's the one. He takes great pride in arresting and detaining reporters. And he yesterday was just bullying us and chastising us for wanting to do our job, telling us, you know, we decide when you get to know. We decide what you get to know. We'll tell you. And, I mean, just those kinds of lectures, mm. like we're all children. And it was really just uh, unnerving on how they got up there and just lay this all out. Did uh, did the uh, did Hawaii not agree to the First Amendment when they uh, applied for statehood? <laughs> did freedom of the well, press not you make know, it there? Well, I, I should have known. My first red flag was when his press secretary came in and said, "Oh, welcome everybody. For those of you that were here Saturday, great to see you. For those of you that haven't been here before, welcome." 
uh, Aloha, and just want to tell you about the Aloha spirit. We welcome your questions, but just so you know, we want to limit one question per outlet, and um, and p- please be respectful. And we will give you your answer, and you may not like your answer, but we're going to have to move on. Uh-huh. That was her prep. <laughs> so you may not like the answer, but please respect the please respect the boundaries and the process, and we'll need to move on. Once the king speaks, the king and, speaks, and it's right. So that's the obnoxious. NBC guy, Tom Yamas, and I are looking at each other like, "What?" And he he barely got his question in, and it was about why they didn't turn off the power. And you should have seen the response from that CEO from Hawaiian Electric. She got up there and sort of stammered and stammered about that, and then she just read from a prepared statement, and that was her response to the question: Why didn't you turn off the power? I, I heard, the yeah, I heard her response during the newscast, and it did it didn't yeah. make any sense. And, and she and, basically said that what we do in California is controversial and not accepted by everybody. Well, the power you, shut off. You might have had ninety nine fewer deaths. And they should have backup generators to deal with people or deal with facilities like a hospital that can't afford to have the power shut down. But that's what backup generators are for. It's almost like the entire region was working out of uh, a playbook from 100 years ago. (laughs) Well, it's been very clear, made very clear, not only yesterday in his comments about, well, for those of you from the outside or outsiders, he kept throwing that in there. Yeah, the mainland. And then today was mainland. But it's very clear we're not welcome here. It's very clear they don't want any accountability. Um, and it's very clear. Now, it was made – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, your question, though, your, the original question that started this uh, uh, controversy was that you got a sense from the locals, the Hawaiians, that they didn't trust what they were hearing from the government. Right. Well, that, 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 that's, a, that's a real thing. People don't trust the government. And they weren't getting anything. I mean, not only were they felt like they didn't get the right answers, they were getting any answers. And that was just as important to them. Well, I, I thought he was completely out of line and practically slanderous uh, to you. Yeah. I mean, mischaracterized is a very polite term. That was just complete BS. Yeah, can you imagine described- me? I can't wait to run in there and start trampling over dead bodies in the ash of dead yeah. people. I that's, mean, that, that's that, me. That was really rude and bullying. He's trying to shut you down for good. Because he thinks you're, you know, you're from Los Angeles and you're working for iHeart and you're here to cause him a lot of trouble and embarrassment. Well, it's about to happen. <laughs> and I only say that because everyone else is calling me. It's it's the it's the question heard around the world now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, there there, there was a there was a lot of screw ups there. You you went through it all yesterday. The electricity not being shut off. Uh, there wasn't much uh, in the way of water pressure. Uh, roads were blocked off. Uh, people trapped in their cars and, and, and died. The the uh, the uh, sirens didn't go off. The uh, f- uh, phone message alerts didn't work because the phone cell phone system was down. I mean, they just did. They, they, they were completely unprepared for this. Yep. All right, Steve. Very good. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Take All care. Right. Bye. Going to deport him. Wow. That's a that's, that's a weird kind of arrogance. It's like, oh, you're from the mainland. Uh, well, I guess, you know, when you sit out in the ocean, you do feel like you're uh, your own private country. And he's the uh, he's the dictator. Uh, by the way, the guy's the governor's name is Josh Green. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Ken is off today. Uh, we're uh, on the radio one till four, and then after four o'clock, the iHeart app. Uh, John and Ken on demand. That's the name of the podcast. You just joining us? Uh, there was a, a lot of good stuff today. We just had Steve Gregory uh, on his uh, um, uh, <laughs> exchange with the governor of Hawaii. Uh, the governor really took obsession uh, exception to uh, one of Steve's questions, which I thought was was rather benign. He was just asking about the lack of access reporter reporters had, and the governor got uh, quite upset and then uh, went on television this morning and completely mischaracterized. I mean, just outright lied about the nature of Steve's question and behavior. So you'll want to hear that story. I have two, two dog stories here, uh, A and B. They're both disturbing. <laughs> so you get to choose which one you want first. B. B? Yeah. I would choose A. 
I was going to say Then why did you choice. ask me? <laughs> okay, A. A? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to do both anyway. But <laughs> That makes no sense for me to pick one then. <laughs> um, it looks like uh, Skid Row in Los Angeles. Uh, the vagrants have pit bulls being kept in cages, chained up, and uh, the vagrants are breeding the pit bulls to sell puppies. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, you know about this? I've mentioned it a few times in my news, but I, I guess you haven't heard it. Oh, you know, I got to listen to your news you, one day. You really need to. Yeah, I think uh, I've done it twice now on your show, but that's twice? okay. Yeah, oh, all right. but that's okay. But yes, I feel very bad for these dogs. They're trying to get uh, the mayor and uh, animal services to uh, talk with the animal rescue mission and uh, stand up for pets. That's another organization. Although they spell it stand up for pits <laughs> twice. Um, so they, uh, they sell the puppies for as high as $300 each. And what do they do with that money? Well, what do you think? <laughs> they buy a stolen uh, handbag that from the smashing grabbers. <laughs> no, that's, right. that's more money. But <laughs> <laughs> they, they uh, it, 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 it's, it says we, one woman, uh, see a naff from drive-by do-gooders has spent the last year, last 10 years delivering supplies to the vagrants and the animals. And NAF said, we don't want to alienate the people, but existing laws are not being enforced by animal services. Or she's afraid of alienating the vagrants who are breeding the pit bulls. Plus, it's really hot out there on the sidewalk. Well, yeah, I always feel so bad for those animals that are out there. Even the people that are begging for money on the corners, you're all, you know, off the freeway. And then you see these poor animals just sitting there with their tongues hanging out. Well, I, they should swoop in there and 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 just shut down the whole uh, process. That's all. I mean, this is in, inhumane for the animals. Exactly. If it's you know it's a hundred degrees and and you're forcibly breeding these uh, animals in cages, oh, I'm sure the the male dogs don't mind. I'm sure they they do. I, I they're too hot. I think no. even they can't get it on right. in this heat. <laughs> I'm too tired. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm Jesus. rolling over. It's the fifth. Now, the other one is worse. You sure you want to hear this? Do I have a choice? No. Okay. Uh, a couple in Australia charged with five counts of bestiality. Uh, it's uh, a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. And uh, they videotaped all their uh, encounters with two dogs. Have you watched? No, I haven't watched. Oh, okay. Um, but they were arrested. And they're being held at some kind of a facility. <laughs> and uh, it says here a watch house facility. And it says they might be committed later this year. I guess that's just a phrase they use in Australia to put people in jail. Or are they going to put them in like some kind of mental institution, which is what they ought to do. Oh, you know, you can get seven years in Australia for this. I mean, here in, in the U.S., it's not considered that big a deal. Right, because the animals, you know, who, who cares if right. you're abusing them and making them have sex with you? I mean, they don't have a choice. How much of this stuff goes on? Probably more than we think. <laughs> more than we want to comprehend. More than we want to know also. What's wrong? I, What's wrong? How do you end up that way? I, 
I don't know. I mean, we all go through puberty, right? Yes. And there's like a certain moment where you know what you're attracted to, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Right. You remember the first time you were like attracted to it? I don't remember. A boy? I, no. No? No, I don't remember. Oh, I remember. <laughs> were you four? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was... Uh, Twelve. Twelve, yeah. Okay. No, I saw a girl in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I was playing ball. Yeah. And I just stopped and I stared at her. And it's like, at that point, my life was over. Your like, life was over? My life was over. Right up to then, I was just playing ball on the street, and I saw this girl walk by, and it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I like girls. That, that, that's the dividing line, though. <laughs> you know, maybe it's people who uh, get turned down by other people, right? They want to have sex, and somebody nobody's interested in having right. sex with them, so you... Get a dog who, what, what's the dog going to do? So you switch species. Right. Right. There's no market for you. Right. Right. But and you don't want to hear somebody say no. You don't, you don't want that disappointment and that rejection. And a dog, what's, a dog's not going to say no. That's got to be a lot of no's you've heard. <laughs> <laughs> to be, I mean, that is a bad, uh, that's a long dry streak then. I'm just trying to figure out why. Right. I, I, I... So you don't, you don't think it's, it's a natural desire for the dog. It's just a long, uh, a long period of loneliness. Well, I think it's both. Uh -huh. I think there are some people that, yes, okay. they they desire that, and I just my brain doesn't work that way. You so do I can't, seem to have a lot of thoughts about it. I can't figure it. it out. No, because I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to reason with. Uh -huh. I, there is no reasoning here. No reasoning. All right, more coming up. Uh, John and Ken show KFI. You're listening to John and Ken on demand. From KFI AM 640. Well, we've been covering this story uh, for the uh, last week or so. It's the judge who uh, blew away his wife uh, down in Orange County. Superior Court Judge Jeffrey Ferguson finally uh, pleaded not guilty today to murder charges. You've seen this guy, right? You've seen his mugshot? Pink face, white hair, 72 years old. Got into an argument with his wife, and he he's uh, hired this uh, attorney that we're very familiar with, John Barnett. Uh, this is this is uh, the type. Of, he has two attorneys, John Barnett and Paul Meyer. These are the guys you get when you're <coughs> really guilty, because what you need are attorneys who will shout very loudly the opposite. All right. Now I I'm going to tell you if you don't remember. How this happened, he, uh, Ferguson and his wife, uh, got into an argument uh, coming back from dinner. His wife's name's Cheryl. All right, so um, he got to an argument over dinner at a restaurant, and he threatened her by making a hand gesture, pointing a gun at her. And they got home, they're still fighting, and Cheryl says, why don't you put a, point a real gun at me? Now, the judge just happened to have in his ankle holster a 40 caliber Glock handgun. So after she challenged him, he pulled the handgun out and uh, shot her right in the chest. Uh, and he's admitted to it. Uh, he uh, reached out to his law clerk and his bailiff, texted them. And he wrote, I just lost it. I just shot my wife. I won't be in tomorrow. I will be in custody. I'm so sorry. So there's no question he did it. But now his uh, his attorney, John Barnett, is just shouting really loudly, no, no, it's an accident. 
It's an accident. When they hear the facts, they'll agree this was an unintentional discharge of a firearm, no intent to kill, no malice. Then they said, well, how are you going to at least not get a manslaughter charge? Because when you wave a loaded gun at somebody, even if you didn't mean to shoot it, if, if you press the trigger, and by the way, guns almost never go off. Okay, it, you've pressed the trigger. Um, and she, he, Barnett insisted, well, he's innocent of manslaughter too. And so she pisses him off. He just happens to have an ankle holster. He walks around all day with this thing. He has a loaded gun in there. He reaches down into the holster, pulls out the loaded gun, and points it at her, and fires at her. And then the attorney says it's an accident. That was a lot of steps to that accident because you, you had to decide to put on the holster. You had to decide to load the gun and then load the holster and then pull it out and then aim it and then fire it. I don't see the accident in that, but what do I know? Uh, Conway, and as a bonus... I'd be a good juror. Thank you. Thank on you for turning it then. I'd be What's a good it? juror on that. You case. would? Yeah. Like uh, accidents happen. <laughs> wow. Well, so the old question, what was the last thing she said, right? Look, that's what you always say. Before and, I got married. Yeah. And and to this day, if a guy kills his wife, I think he should go to hell and go to the death death on death row. Mm -hmm. Since I've been married, <laughs> I just want to know what she said. <laughs> what was the last thing she said? Before you send him to hell. That's right. They're right. going to hell. Right. The the, the but, men who do, kill their wives or, or hurt their wives are going to hell mm -hmm. and death row in my state. <laughs> but what tip, what set them off? Do you get any uh, flack when you go home? Uh, for that, I will. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been home in months. Yeah. <laughs> for that, I will. Does she even know who you are? <laughs> you know, John, I, it, 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 she's got this. Coming home every night at 7.15. Can you imagine that? <laughs> no. Um, of course, uh, the lovely one here, Mark Thompson's with us. Yeah. 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 The lovely yeah. one is... Yeah. He, he calls me the lovely one from you're, time to time. That's a compliment. Your, your yeah. relationship has really deepened. Uh, uh, yeah, We've take, always been pretty tight, though. It's taken off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve what are we doing today? <laughs> Steve Gregory's coming <laughs> on. <laughs> Aside from he, he can't go slathering home. each other with praise, what yeah. are we doing? Steve Gregory's coming on. He got into it with the, with the uh, governor of Hawaii. Yes. Wow. This is good stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Dr. Ray Kasheri's coming on. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I think he said you should get the, a booster the, a week. Uh, well, you got two. You got the RSV, right? Yeah. And then you got the uh, new new variant. That's right. And then we have uh, Tommy uh, Godlove is coming on. Oh, that's great. Yes. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the uh, benefit this week. I'm yeah. going to that. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, uh, I think it's the Brody Stevens walk, right? Right. Brody Stevens walk and the softball game. And there's a comedy store thing. I'm, going, I'm trying to go into all of it. I'm going to try to run the table with it. And it should be, it's in the valley. Mm -hmm. And the weather for it should be about 72 and uh, partly cloudy. It'll be hot, but uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> all right. Conway's coming up. <laughs> Mark Thompson. Ding dong yeah, with you. Yeah, it's a dig dong. Yeah. And it's a, it's a ding dong. Where's Kenny? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's he's out somewhere. Crozier right. uh, <laughs> is the news. Live in the 24-hour cafe newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 